Welcome to another episode of Love from Kelly. I'm your host Kelly. Today I will be joined with a very special guest, Mika, a certified fitness and nutrition coach who has helped countless women transform their lives through healthy eating and exercise. She has gained a wealth of knowledge and expertise in creating personalized fitness and nutrition plans that are tailored to each individual's unique needs and goals. Mika is a strong advocate for a holistic approach to health, emphasizing the importance of not just physical fitness but also mental and emotional well-being. Throughout her career, our guest has worked with women from all walks of life. She is passionate about empowering women to take control of their health and make sustainable lifestyle changes that last a lifetime. Her motto is, ditch yo-yo dieting and lose the weight for good by getting strong and eating the foods you love. So get ready to learn from Mika as we dive deep into the world of fitness and nutrition. Hello, Mika. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited for this. Me too. I'm so excited too. And I'm so glad that I reached out to you because I really resonate with everything that you share. So let's start off by telling a little bit more about Mika. Yeah. So I am a women's fitness and nutrition coach. I help women lose weight and get strong in the gym. But to me, that's like the outer aspect. More so, it's helping women personally develop their mindset, their physical health, their emotional well-being, and their mental health. So it's like a really holistic thing that I do with my clients. And I really love to share just overall a healthy lifestyle where people can tune into their bodies and really prioritize their health and happiness. And how long have you been a nutrition coach for? Oh man, I've been doing this. So I'm on my fifth year now. So I'm on year five. I've been doing this for five years and I absolutely love it. I love working one-on-one with people. And I also have been running group programs as well. So that's another aspect where I can just get girls together in a community and bring in people who have the same goals and have the same um, outlook on what they want to achieve in their lives. So yeah, five years now. So impressive. And growing up, did you always kind of know that this is what you wanted to do? Growing up, no, not really. Actually, like I've always loved to help people. I've always been one to like go out of my way to help people, but I never thought I'd end up in health and fitness and nutrition just because I struggled when I was growing up with my own nutrition and fitness and like especially body image issues. And so I never knew that I would have my own transformation and be able to help others do the same. And what would you say is your goal then for your nutrition business? I would say my vision for 
my entire brand or where I want to go with this is just to help people become a healthier version of themselves, help them become happier within their body. Just because as women, we were raised to, you know, diet all the time and look a certain way. And um, we have all this pressure on ourselves to reach this ideal standard that society put on us or like taught us as as we were growing up. And so I think my overall vision would just be women feeling good about themselves, women feeling confident in themselves, women feeling healthy, and just having a better relationship with their bodies, with themselves and with food, especially. I actually read one of your posts recently and it stated about how the fittest and healthiest people aren't the ones that are dieting the most whereas I feel as if some people believe that to be the case that they have to be dieting all the time to feel healthy could you Mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit more on what you meant by the statement Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with dieting, you're kind of looking at it as a way of restricting food or restricting yourself and trying to eat less and less. And the whole point of health is not to diet all the time and try to eat as little as possible. It's more so to develop these healthy habits in your life and to develop into someone who knows how to fuel their body and look at food as fuel instead of looking at it as, oh, I need to eat as little as possible so that I can lose weight or so that I can be a smaller version of myself. Mm -hmm. And so with food, it's like each type of food serves a purpose in your body. For example, like fats, carbs, and protein, they all serve a purpose in our body. And we were really educated about that growing up. And so I think having that education and understanding how to fuel your body so that you become stronger, you have more energy throughout the day, and you feel good in your body. And at the same time, you see amazing results. And that's a possibility that so many women don't think is possible for them. And if I was a listener right now who felt as if I didn't have education on nutrition, Would you be able to help them to work on this and also their relationship with food? Is this something that you offer? Yes, 100%. And that's that's the bulk of the work that I do with my clients is healing their relationship with food, educating them. So they're more empowered to make these smarter decisions with their health. And if you even look at my page, I'm not about restricting any foods. I'm all about including foods into your diet that are healthy for you. But at the same time, if you want a burger and fries, or if you want some dessert, you don't have to feel guilty about having that because all foods can fit. And so I teach my clients how to fuel their body and reach their fitness goals. So they want to change their body composition or if they want to lose weight and tone up and get stronger in the gym, we do that as well. And so 100%, I definitely teach my clients how to do that. That's so great to hear. And for you personally, how did you come about wanting to become a healthier version of yourself? 
Was there a reason or a trigger why you led to this decision? Mm, great question. So growing up, I was always pretty active growing up. Um, but my mom was really hard on me and she constantly, um, commented on my body or commented on my food choices and always asked or always told me like, you're eating too much and you need to stop eating or else you're going to gain weight. And over time, this got conditioned in my mind and I developed body dysmorphia and at a young age, I would say in middle school, all throughout high school, then college. So once I got to college, I gained the freshman 15, which is the normal weight gain that you gain when you go out partying and eat more and then you stop moving. And so I really developed this negative body image that just got worse. And I was like, okay, I just want to lose the weight. Then I struggled to lose the weight. And so I went on this whole journey trying to lose the weight, trying to feel more confident in my body. And then I got to a point when I was 21 and I found out that my mom had bulimia for over 30 years. And so at that point, that was like a really big pivot for me. It was like a realization that, wow, I actually wasn't unhealthy and that there was nothing wrong with my body. It was her projection of me because she was projecting her own securities of herself onto me and saying that she didn't feel good about herself. So she wanted to make sure that I didn't feel that way. And it was this realization where I just felt so bad. And I was like, I don't want anyone to feel that way about themselves or their body and have to go through eating disorders. And so at that point, I made it an effort to love my body more and become more healthy and get stronger in the gym versus trying to be my skinniest, smallest version of myself. So that was like the pivot where I really focused on getting stronger. I focused on fueling my body. I focused on health and trying to love my body because I don't want anyone else to ever feel bad about themselves or their bodies and project it onto others. So I felt like I broke a generational curse and like generational trauma. And then that's really how I I started viewing health in such a different way. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I actually can relate to you in a certain way because growing up in like an Asian environment, I have also received many comments that are appearance-based. And mm-hmm. um, growing up as a kid, you do kind of believe them because this is what the people who you love are telling you. And Mm -hmm. you kind of listen to all these comments and then it makes you struggle when you're actually an adult because you have all these beliefs and you're still hurting and you feel as if that what they projected onto, similar to what you said, is true and it's about changing that narrative and I also feel as if I've also reached a place where I've broke the cycle because I had a conversation with my mom recently and it was about her upbringing and everything that she's been through and you don't realize that the way that they speak to you is because that's how they were spoken to when they were younger Mm. and 
I think it's really impressive that we're both trying to change that and change the thoughts and mentality around appearance or negative appearance comments. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to share that with you. Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I feel like in that way, we definitely relate in growing mm-hmm. up in like the Asian household. And yeah, it's really hard. But once you see it and like you know what is going on, that's when you have the power to shift it and change that narrative. And that changes the future for like the kids that you want in the future. Mm-hmm. If you want any kids, it changes the line of your entire family and the people you surround yourself with. Definitely. And why would you say it's very important to be aware of the foods that you consume? Oh, man, I think there's a lot of different ways we can go with this. But one, the food that you put into your body affects you in so many ways. And it's not to say that you have to eat 100% healthy because I definitely don't. Like I, I love ice cream. I love desserts. I have a huge sweet tooth. But for the most part, it's like once you start fueling your body properly, you notice that you not only feel better on the inside, you have better digestion, your bloating goes down, you have more energy, but you just feel overall healthier and lighter and you have this vitality. And then once you go back to not eating as healthy, like sometimes I'll have weekends where I don't eat healthy at all. I'm out, out and about and I'm not making the best choices. And I notice a huge difference in how I feel versus when I do feel my body properly and I don't. And it's like that natural homeostasis where I just want to go back to eating healthy again because it makes you feel so good and makes you just feel great on the inside. I'm either eating very healthy or else I'm eating very unhealthy. But I find that with conversations with friends that we struggle to find the balance like I mentioned and we struggle to be easy on ourselves when we're eating unhealthily why mm-hmm. might this be the case oh well, I think it, it depends on how you're raised in the household yeah. that you're raised in and with the culture and society shaming unhealthy foods it's like for me when I learned about macros and tracking your macros I learned that all foods can fit And there are fats, carbs, and protein. And whether you're getting your fats from ice cream or you're getting your fats from something healthy like avocado, it still goes into your body and you can still lose weight or you can still get strong whether you're having ice cream or an avocado. So the only difference there is the nutrients and the minerals. So we we label these foods as good and bad. When in actuality, there's no good foods, there's no bad foods. All foods can fit. All foods have fats, carbs, and protein. So when you understand like the concept of it, you can find that balance. And so for me, I eat something unhealthy every single day. I eat desserts every single day at night, and I do not feel guilty about it because I know it can fit into a into a healthy lifestyle. I never thought of it like that. But thank you for sharing that. Let's speak a little bit more on the importance of protein and whether you think 
protein powders are effective in our diets. Mm, okay. So protein is super important. Um, just the macronutrient protein. So we're talking about whether it's protein powders or whole food source proteins. That's really important in maintaining your muscle mass, which is very important if you want to get strong, if you want to shed fat and tone up, or if you want to also live a long, healthy life. You want to make sure that you're maintaining your muscle so that when you do age and you get older, you don't fall down and break a hip. <laughs> we don't want to do that. And so protein's a super important part of your diet, and we want to make sure we're eating enough protein. And when it comes to protein powders, I look at it as protein powders are great as a supplement. So protein powders, you want to use that to fill in the gaps in your nutrition if you're not getting your protein from whole food sources. So if you aren't able to eat four full meals a day and you're super busy, you're on the go, Protein powders can help you fill in the gap and say like, okay, I'm just going to have a protein shake because it's quick, it's easy, I'm on the go. And you have that and you can reach your protein goal that way. Um, with protein powders, there are some brands that aren't so quality and there are some that are higher quality. So what I recommend with my clients are the higher quality brands because you want to make sure you're getting a good quality protein that's not really messing up your digestion, not really messing up your stomach, and you're getting the most out of the protein that's in it. What about um, people who cut out carbs and just like the keto diet is what I'm referring to? What are your opinions on that? My opinions on that is if you're doing that just to lose weight and it's unsustainable for you, then I think it's a waste of time. And it's just most people trying to lose weight doing keto, I like to look at it as if you're willing to give up carbs for the rest of your life and stick with that because you enjoy eating high fats, low carbs, and you like it then go for it. But for the majority of people, I don't recommend it because who wants to cut carbs and not eat carbs for the rest of their life? So it's such an unsustainable diet where you can get the same result without cutting carbs out. You can get the same result while eating your favorite foods. And I've proven it over and over again with me and my clients. And I teach them how they can have carbs and reach their body goals and their health goals. And so mm -hmm. that's my opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was researching, I remember when I was younger, I used to look up oh, how to lo lose weight very fast. And that was always the top result was cut out all carbs and track your calories. And then I remember I did try it because when you're young, you just want the results straight away. So I did try out a lot of different diets. And I remember from cutting up carbs straight away, I noticed such a change in my energy levels. And my, I had really bad mood swings. Mm. But then I remember after a while, it got better. But I didn't notice a big shift in my weight. I mean, do you mm -hmm. know why this could be the case? Yeah, yeah. So if it depends on exactly what was happening, but usually if you're not in a caloric deficit, 
then you're not going to lose weight. So the overarching theme is that if you want to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit. Mm -hmm. So all diets put you in a caloric deficit. So that means all diets work and you have to find the diet that is most sustainable for you. Another part of why that could happen is if you went on this diet, let's say you went on it for months and your weight loss stalled. So you're at a plateau. What happens to our metabolism is it slows down and it adapts to that new caloric range that you were in. So when your metabolism slows down and adapts, your weight loss is going to stall. And the only thing left to do is cut your calories even more. And so if you're already eating a low amount of calories, then that's going to be really unhealthy to cut your calories more because you don't want to be eating 1200 calories. That's just not, not good for your body. It's not a healthy way to go. So what you want to do from there is do a reverse diet and you want to slowly increase your calories back up to get your metabolism running faster again and to increase your caloric intake back up to maintenance. So it's probably one of those two things that happened why you saw that weight loss stall. Also want to state how some listeners may just follow the diets that they read online. Is it true that each diet may not work for specific people? So it depends on your body and how your body functions? Mm. Um, if you mean work as in like work short term or work for the long term and they like lose the weight and keep it off for good? I mean long term. Long term. Okay. The reason why a diet wouldn't work long term is because it's not sustainable. So I think what a lot of people have this mindset going into a diet is like, I'm going to lose some weight. And then once I lose the weight, I'm going to just go back to eating how I norm, how I was before. And so that means the diet that you're on wasn't sustainable. So you'll lose the weight during the diet. But then once you go back to eating the way you were before, you're going to gain it back because you didn't make that sustainable change. And so I like to say all diets can work if you can stick to it for the long term. So there's like keto, there's paleo, there's whole 30, there's flexible dieting, which is what I do. And there's so many different ways that you can lose weight as long as you're in a caloric deficit and then you're able to reverse back out of it. So what makes a diet sustainable is that you can do it for the long term and you just keep on doing it. But that doesn't mean you're eating super low calories. You're just doing the same diet and then increasing your calories back up. Um, would you say for someone who is looking for a sustainable diet, like you mentioned, to try out different diets or how should they approach this? I would say think about like if you were to think about going on a certain diet, ask yourself, can I do this for more than five years? So if you think about doing keto, can I eat high fat? Can I eat no carbs for more than five years? Mm -hmm. That's what I would ask myself. If, if you don't think you can stick to that, I would say don't even do it. And so it's like looking at the different diets. For me, I do macros and flexible dieting because that is a science-based approach. It's teaching you more about the food that you're eating and being able to include your favorite foods. So you can have whatever you want every single day, as long as you're eating 
your protein, as long as you're eating enough fats and carbs and you're in that caloric deficit range, you can still see the progress and lose weight while eating pizza, while eating ice cream. And so you're going to see in my stories, I'm constantly eating pizza, ice cream, I'm drinking beer on the weekends, and I have a super lean, fit, healthy body. So I like to follow the 80-20 rule. It's like 80% of your diet comes from whole nutrient-dense foods that are healthy for you, that make you feel good, that are high in fiber, grown from the earth, and then 20% can be anything you want. If you want a glass of wine with some chocolate at night, then you can have that if it fits into your macros and your overall calories. And do you think that tracking calories has a negative impact on individuals as it can get quite restrictive? Mm, I think it depends on your mindset around tracking. Some people are like, they're at their last straw. They're like, I've tried everything. I'm so tired of being in this body. I just want to lose the weight. Then I think tracking can give them a good range of like understanding their food and how much food they're putting into their body. So I like to say what gets measured gets managed. If you know how much you're putting into your body and you're, you're tracking your intake and you're like, wait, I'm eating 2,500 calories every day, then you know that, okay, maybe that's a little too much and we can dial things down a little bit so that you can see the progress that you want. But I know a lot of women will also get really obsessive with the numbers. And so this is where a good coach comes in hand because if you have a coach that's very like, like you need to track perfectly and hit all these numbers or else, then it's like, no, I'm not that type of coach. I'm more flexible with my clients. And so having a good coach teaching you how to do it, I think is also really important. So you don't get stuck in the obsessive tracking or getting obsessive with numbers. Yeah. So if you're a listener listening right now, and you need a coach, you can reach out to Mika because she takes this approach in a different way. Because I actually have noticed on social media, some coaches can be quite strict and that kind of, like from consuming their information, I kind of get scared away from them. Whereas- uh-huh. Yeah, I think having the flexibility and the freedom is so important because most of us just want freedom. Like we want to enjoy our lives while also seeing results. And I just say you can do both. You can you can have the freedom and you can see amazing results without having to be like so strict on yourself. Because mm-hmm. ultimately at the end of the day, we just all want to be happy, right? So if we're so restrictive on ourselves, that's going to impact our mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And I last two years I learned that the ultimate goal right now for me is just to feel healthy. So why am I wanting to lose weight? It's to feel healthy. It's not to impress other people, which was my intention when I was younger. So Mm -hmm. I've learned to just be more conscious and aware of why I'm wanting to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's such a great mindset shift to have because now you're looking at longevity and health yeah and I'm so obsessed with health at the moment what 
are a few things that you need to do every day to feel healthy? Oh, man. So I am all about physical health, mental health, and emotional health. So that means hitting all these markers within a day. So for me, I believe meditation for mental health and emotional health is just like grounding yourself, centering yourself first thing in the morning and and clearing your mind or paying attention to any thoughts that come up and recognizing, is this thought serving me or is this thought not serving me? Do I want to let this thought go? And so really just recognizing that in meditation. Um, another thing that I do for mental health is gratitude. Gratitude is one of the highest vibrations that you can have and just like tapping into a state of I am so grateful for my life. I'm so grateful for my health. I'm so grateful for everything that I have. And that really brings in this different energy where you come from a state of I love my life. I love myself and everything else is extra. And so this is like part of the mental health aspect that I like to teach my clients is tapping into gratitude every single day so that you can be a happier version of yourself. In terms of physical health, drinking lots of water every day, mm -hmm. lots of water, making sure you're getting in at least seven hours of quality sleep per night because sleep is like the foundation of our health. If you don't get enough sleep, then your whole day is just like off. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we call it beauty sleep. Getting in seven hours of sleep can just make you feel so much better. Um, reducing your stress and of course, physical activity. So strength training to build muscle, to build a strong body so that you can not only age well and look good and feel your best, but just having that muscle actually increases your bone density too. So it just overall is so good for you. And as you get stronger, it's, it's like, so empowering because you're gonna be like I can do anything and it's just so fun um lastly nutrition so fueling your body properly along with the flexible dieting that I was talking about before because we still want to enjoy food we want to enjoy our life and go out with our friends and eat chips and salsa <laughs> and beer so it's like this perfect balance where you have this everyday balance and you're doing this, I look at all of these things as self-care. Mm -hmm. And if you're prioritizing your mental, your emotional and physical health, and you're really taking care of yourself, you're going to notice your entire life shift and your entire life change. And you will become a happier, healthier version of yourself and live your best life. And that's how I look at it. Definitely. And I can actually tell that you've done the self-care because when you're speaking, you can just feel your energy come through the screen. And it's it's so inspirational. Let's do some quick fire questions if you're ready. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one for me. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> Um, honestly, oh man, this is tough. Can it be like a buffet meal, like a whole yeah. bunch of, <laughs> oh, let's just say a 
Fur, no, steak and potatoes. Oh, with really? Veggies. Why? No, actually, <laughs> so hard. I would say if we were at a buffet, I would put literally everything on my plate. Yeah. Okay. But let's, okay, I actually want to go with a burger and fries with a beer. That sounds. Oh, with a beer. With a Are beer. you more of a beer girl than a wine girl? Yes, I'm more of a beer girl, but I'm trying to get into wine. But right now, I've I've always been a beer girl. Oh. <laughs> if, if you can make one change in the world, what would it be? If I can make one change, I think it would be to have everyone live a healthier and happier life. Because if everyone's happy and healthy, then the entire world would be a better place. Yeah. And the entire world would change because there'd be a shift, right? Yes. Yeah. Imagine if everyone was happy and healthy in their lives. Like we would just all, I don't know, would just be full of love. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. And I think we need more of that, especially in our world today. It depends on how you view it, but it can be quite negative at times. So we need more people like you who are spreading this positivity and this education around nutrition mental health and everything else that you do and I would like to finally ask you what is one piece of career advice you would give for your younger self that's a good one career advice I would say just to keep going keep going and don't stop because the person who wins is just the one that keeps going. And if if you want to achieve any goal in your life, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be struggles and obstacles and hardships. And if you just keep going, you're going to grow through them. You're going to learn through them. And I think we grow up until the day we die. And so if you keep going, you're always going to get what you want. And so just just keep going. And you've got this. Because there are like ups and downs to life, right? It's not just one straight line. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you just you kind of like ride the wave, go up <laughs> and down and up and down. And before you know it, you're just at where you, exactly where you want to be. And your life could actually be even better than you ever imagined. Literally, it's all about trying and just doing your best because at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Mika, thank you so much for coming on today. And could you share with our listeners where they could reach you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Mika.fitnesspassion. That's M-I-K-A dot fitness passion. And thank you so much for having me today. This was so much fun just getting to know you and talking to you. No problem. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Bye.